0: that it would be best if we laid down some ground rules, before starting. Ground rules? Yes. You know. What we're allowed and not allowed to do, what we can expect from this arrangement. I think it's pretty standard protocol before embarking on a fake dating relationship. He tilted his head. Standard protocol? Yep. How many times have you done this? Zero. But I am familiar with the trope. The what? What? Ali Hazelwood, The Love Hypothesis. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole, And I'm Lee Esses. And we are covering one of Lee's favorite topics today fake dating tropes. It's not bad enough that they have to fall in love in every story, but you have to pretend to fall in love before actually falling in love? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a reason for it. It's usually not a very good one, but there's a reason for it. The quote that we had at the very beginning of this came from a fairly recently released popular romance book. Fake dating is also called a faux
1: where the characters get together, often out of a mutual need, and then the fake dating turns into real feelings, and then real
0: love, and they fall in love at the end, and then everybody dies, right? No, not everybody dies. It's a happily ever after kind of thing. You will see this a lot, like I said, in romance, in teen stories. It's going to come in a lot of comedy, rom-coms, and occasionally, I think you can approve of this one, spies. Some examples would be How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is a unknown fake dating thing. So they're both pretending to date each other, but the other one doesn't know that they're pretending to date each other. As we mentioned before, the love hypothesis is another good example. It's really common in a lot of holiday movies, such as
1: Holiday in Handcuffs. There's also a fairly common, we need to pretend to be in a relationship. And we see that in movies like
0: We Are the Millers. Both the book and the movie To All the Boys I've Loved Before is a very popular YA romance that falls into this fake dating trope. Pretty Woman is also an example of fake dating
1: where he needs to have a wife figure for the
0: social event. So he hires a prostitute to pretend to be his wife. So as you can tell, this is a lot of romance. There are a lot of subtropes that go along with this fake dating. One of those is the marriage of convenience.
1: This is seen in the movie The Proposal, where they are pretending to be married or almost married in order to get around a visa issue. We mentioned earlier one of my favorites would be the undercover in suburbia, where the characters have to go to the backyard barbecue and wear Argyle sweaters
0: for an episode with a golden retriever. You see this a lot in TV shows where they have an episode where the two people who have been either on again, off again, or have that, you know, strong sexual tension get forced to do the undercover in suburbia and play like they're married to each other. Comedy ensues. Another common subtrope is the
1: domestication of a sex worker. We see that in Pretty Woman
0: and We Are the Millers. You also see sometimes a subtrope of the marriage pact that two characters say if neither of us are married by the time we're 35 years old, and then they reach 35 years old and they're like, you know what, let's just start dating because we made this pact a long time ago. Let's pretend like we're dating and then they fall in love.
1: The next one is more of a moment, but you see it fairly frequently, and that's the fake out make out. They end up kissing, so that
0: whoever's looking at them would look away. PDA makes people uncomfortable. This fake-out make-out is what kicked off the fake dating plot in The Love Hypothesis. TV Tropes offers us a couple more. One that
1: came up very frequently is what they call The Beard, which is where the characters pretend to have a relationship in order to perpetuate some kind of deception. One of the most common ones is to hide the fact that they are both homosexuals. So they pretend to be heterosexual by being in a relationship with each other.
0: This usually won't end with the people getting together because, again, they're not actually interested in each other. Unless you have maybe some bi characters. Another deception would be citizenship, like in the proposal where she's getting threatened with deportation, so she says, I'm engaged in getting married to this guy because he's right here. And another deception would be in order to get
1: the family to back off. Hey, I told all of my family that I have a girlfriend while I'm living in New York. Hey, do you want to go visit Alaska for a couple of days?
0: Another common subtrope is the boyfriend bluff. This is a spontaneous event where they pretend to be a couple in order to fend off the unwanted advances of a third party. So running up to somebody in a party saying, I need you to pretend to be my boyfriend because this guy just won't leave me alone. Yeah, that's almost always the guy is the rescuer. I would love to see that flipped where a guy runs up to a girl and is like, I am so sorry about this and I understand if you say no but I need you to pretend to be my girlfriend right now because she's crazy. (laughs) That would be a lot of fun. Another one we see is
1: Operation Jealousy. What comes to mind in this is the Ron Hermione tug of war that we see a lot throughout books four through seven. Well, fine, I'll make Ron jealous by doing this and oh, I'll make Hermione jealous by
0: doing this. This was also the reason behind the fake dating in To All the Boys I've Loved Before. The final subtrope is the fake real turn where one side knows it's fake, but the other thinks it's real. Inside this trope is the marrying the mark where
1: I'm trying to commit a crime against him and like rob him. And then I end up falling in love with him. And then I don't want to rob from him anymore. And then they get married and she takes half of what he has anyway.
0: It's just a different kind of way to steal from him. (laughs) Long term. There are a lot of things that go into writing a fake dating plot. Most importantly, it needs to be some kind of reason behind it and a reason that the readers will accept as valid. When you're writing it, you will have that first initial
1: meet cute. This is a moment where coincidence brings your characters together and everyone in the audience knows they're going to end up together, but the characters don't know it yet. Another key moment in writing this type of style is the, oh, well, now we have to kiss. The moment where they have to prove to
0: everyone that, yes, we are dating. It's usually sprung on the characters. So in the proposal, there's the big scene where the family's there and they ask them how they met and then they're like, kiss, kiss, kiss. And then at least one of them, if not both of them, will feel that kind of spark, that okay, this is actually really nice. Oh no, I can't let myself fall for them, but oh boy, that was really nice. There's often an element of mutually assured destruction.
1: So fine, you can out me to my family, but I'm making sure your
0: visa is getting denied. If we don't continue fake dating, then everything is going to fall and crumble and be so much worse than if we had not started fake dating in the first place. You also need to have some kind of showcasing, of public dating, something that they intentionally go out to do things because there's no point of fake dating if they're only fake dating in secret. So in the love hypothesis, she's like, I guess normal people go on dates. So every Wednesday, we're going to have coffee at lunch. Of course, the deception must end at some point. So make sure
1: you write a good truth coming out moment. This is often the darkest point in your story where the characters are like, fine, I'm done, I'm going back to New York. I'm leaving all of this behind and announcing this to not just the character that they've actually fallen in love with, but the entire audience that they're
0: perpetuating this deception for. That moment will often be tied very closely with the only until the event moment. So you can play this a couple of different ways. You can play it as that truth comes out before the event and suddenly they have to deal with the fallout or it can be that event, the family reunion or whatever end of that ticking clock they had initiated is done and yet they're still fighting with those true feelings that they're experiencing. Now I will
1: say there are a lot of things to avoid when writing this plot trope. One of the biggest ones is making sure it does not end lopsided. Make sure that they both mutually agree to love each other because if it ends lopsided, then it's unhealthy, it's very easy to make this toxic, especially if you don't have that
0: truth comes out moment. Another thing you need to be careful about is that subtrope we mentioned earlier, the beard. If you do have the characters fall in love with each other, then there needs to be some kind of reason behind it. Like the characters are bisexual or pansexual or whatever it is, so that it's not out of their character to fall in love with each other. Or, like I mentioned earlier... They fall in love with other people and decide to tell the truth and come out. Writing a fake dating story can be fun. It is supposed to be humorous. It's supposed to be lighthearted. Create absurd situations that you're throwing your characters into that force them to either confront their feelings or be very awkward and trying to deal with each other because they're like, I don't have feelings for you, but we need to pretend to like do this and then, okay, maybe that's not so bad. And oh no, am I getting feelings? Take it, run with it, enjoy the process. And of course, write selfishly.